All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? And what the fuck, Nicks? How are you? What the fucksters? What the fuckwads? What the fuckadelics? I'm going to go full lisp today. So, this is WPTF. Welcome to the podcast. I can't do a character with a lisp because I have a slight lisp. Let's get into the tour dates because they're coming up. It's coming to a close. And I'm in Portland, Maine at the State Theater tonight, Thursday. I know it's a good show. I've been doing like an hour 45. I've been doing the special plus a bunch. I'll be in Providence, Rhode Island tomorrow on Friday at the Columbus Theater. But I think that's sold out. New Haven has been tricky. I'm at the uh, College Street Music Hall on Saturday. And I guess I'm eating pizza. Because I've heard that New Haven some of the best pizza in the whole United States. And, I, and I'm in Huntington, Huntington, New York at the Paramount on Sunday. Then Tuesday, March 10th, everyone around the world can see my special, Mark Marin, End Times Fun. That does not mean end multiplied by fun. It's not end times fun. It's end times, these end times fun. Let's have some fun in the midst of it, right? It's all we can do. No, it's not. We can vote our hearts, make the right decision. So, look, you guys, some things have happened. And don't freak out, I'm okay. But some things have happened. I got a grill. I'd been talking about getting a grill and I didn't know which grill to get, and I got some input about a lot of different things. And I got to be honest with you, I was sort of swayed a bit, you, you know, after reading dozens of emails from dozens of people about different grills, different brands of grills, coal versus um, gas. It was really the one that really turned me, oddly, was uh, uh, one about the Traeger grill. And what I think really sealed the deal for me in, in the research I was doing is that it was from a guy at Traeger Grills. And what really put, you know, made me really close the deal was they were going to give me a grill. So it was tough. Read a lot of stuff about a lot of different grills, but Traeger just sounded the best to me. <laughs> And, but in all honesty, I, I would have like, it was, it was really between a green egg and a Traeger. And I got the Traeger, the guy brought it over, Traeger guy, Graham, the rep, brought it over in a Traeger truck with a Traeger trailer on it, rolled it out, showed me how to work it with the pellets. And I cooked my first meal in it the other night, halibut and uh, grilled vegetables on my new Traeger. And I got to get the hang of it. I'm an impatient guy, and I think the idea is we're going to slow cook this shit, man. Going to get a little smoke convection going. But you could definitely, it definitely tastes different. This, and that, I'm not being paid to plug. I'm telling you what happened. I was swayed. It was a good argument. You know, I had questions about gas. I had questions about charcoal. Some guy said, we'll give you a free grill. And I'm like, all right, 
That makes sense to me. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but I also know people love him. Rogan's got one out at the compound. I think he might have two or three of them because he's preparing for the end times out there. It's gonna All you guys, you know, you Rogan guys, when the shit goes down, before you arm yourselves, you go out to the compound, you guys grill some bison. There'll be supplements for everybody. Kettlebells, edibles, uh, cage matches. That's how it's going to go down. And everybody got to get suited up, you know, to get out into the fucking world like Road Warrior. And then everyone dies of a virus. Yeah. That ends, it's Stephen King stuff. Doesn't matter how well armed you are when the shit goes down. You could be all locked in in your body armor with your gun and your flamethrower and just be like, <coughs> I don't feel those. What is that? <coughs> oh, 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 here, damn it. The one thing I didn't arm myself against was this. Because vaccines are bullshit, man. Don't fuck with the vaccines. <coughs> What's the matter with you? Didn't you get your flu vaccine? Dude. Dude, are you all right? Oh, man. Fuck, man. I'm glad I got my vaccine. Look, I'm being goofy. Look, you guys, here's what happened. Adam Pauly is on the show today. And Adam Pauly, I did not know. I'd seen him in a movie. I thought, he's kind of a dicky Jewish guy. He seems kind of like a dick. And I'm like, is he acting or is he... Look, that's... But I'm not saying that as a positive thing. I'm not saying that as a negative thing. I'm kind of dicky. You, you could ask... I would say four to five out of ten people, if you said, is Mark Marin a dick? They'd be like, I think he is a little bit of a dick. I don't think he's a full dick, but he's kind of dicky sometimes. Dick-ish. Where's that TV show? Is that the next one of that franchise? Have you seen this new show? What one? Dick-ish? It's, it's just about these people, a family of people that are just kind of assholes. Is it? But is it ethnically based? No, I'm not even sure if they're a family. They all live in the same house and they're just fucking dicks, but not totally. They're just dick-ish. Just, just enough to make you say, do I like these people? And then they do something like, oh, that guy's all right. Dick-ish. 9 p.m., 10, 10 Central on ABC. Dick-ish. Adam Pauly's going to, I think he's on Dick-ish. Why am I saying this about my guest? He's on the new um, Dan Levy show, Indebted. And, but I, what I was saying is I saw him in a film and I liked him. I, I thought like this guy's good. He's got. I could. I felt like we were kindred spirits somehow. Turns out he's a Jersey guy, I believe. And we are kind of. I had a nice talk with him. He's not a dick. He was acting. Okay. All right. So that's happening. Do you want me to read an email? Do I even know you? Is uh, the subject line? Hey, Mark. Um, me again. I don't re recall getting the the first one. My son and his fiance are planning their wedding and the talk got to buying an expensive suit. I told the story of your Tom Ford suit. Since Joaquin Phoenix won't be at the wedding, it's probably okay to get a nice suit. As some of you know, I believe that Joaquin burnt a hole in my suit with his cigarette at the premiere of The Joker. Oh, anyhow, the fiance said you didn't actually go buy your own suit. It was brought to you by a stylist. I said, no, Mark went out like a regular human and purchased the suit. Which is it? Oh, God, please. Don't have a stylist. 
I'll continue to listen either way because that's what friends do. Gail, hey, listen to me. I do not have a fucking stylist. I would like one. Uh, Maybe this will work the same way the grill works. I'm very open to being clothed. (laughs) You can clothe me. I'm open to that. The Tom Ford suit, how that went down, because I don't have a tux, so I asked my old manager, who's rich as fuck, I said, what should I do? He goes, hey man, just go, he says, just go to Tom Ford, buy yourself the black suit, the three-piece suit and the white shirt and some shoes, you'll be all set. You'll be set for life. I had no idea what Tom Ford was like or how much it cost. Yes, I went over there myself and I and they saw me coming, as they say in the business. They're like, this guy is clearly only going to buy one thing here. This is it for this guy. And we got to get everything we can out of him. I'm like, I'm looking for a black suit. And they're like, they read me correctly. This guy's no billionaire. He's not going to be back when all the new shit comes in. This guy needs a suit that he's going to wear in his fucking coffin. <laughs> this, he's buying the one suit. It's gonna, he's going to ride it all the way to the end. They were correct. But now it's got a hole in it. So I got to bring it back. No, I went there. I tried on the suit. They're like, you want the shirt? And I'm like, sure, I'll take a shirt. Can I try on the shoes? Yeah, let's have the shoes. Do I need a belt? Oh, this suit doesn't need a belt. The vest too. You want the full three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we got the, brought the tailor in, had a coffee, talked to the fellas. They, you want cufflinks? No, I don't need, you know, what am I? Yeah, how much? $9,000. I don't need that. But the suit was uh, a lot. I could have bought a pretty good used car. Maybe that's what I'll do with the next chunk of money. They can bury me in my Tom Ford suit in my car. Buy a fancy car. So that's your answer. I went in there like a regular schlub and was treated like a schlub. No, I'm kidding. They treated me great. That's part of the whole thing. You go there, you get the tailor, you, you stand. It was, And the suit is the best thing I fucking own. You put it on. Look, I got an Imperial Armani suit that I bought at Bloomingdale's like a fucking idiot. And I like it. But you put the Tom Ford suit on and you're like, whoa. You can feel the weight of it, the fabric. It's fucking stunning. Fortune, but stunning. And again, I didn't mind spending the money because I'm making a good living and I have no children and no debt. And I'm not saying that to rub you in your face. It's just the way I've designed my life. So great not having kids. Have I mentioned that? Nothing against kids. Good luck with them. But uh, I can go out and buy a suit and do whatever I want and just wake up, spend money however I want to. But you look, your life is probably great. It's uh, you, you love them. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm not trying to be a dick. Just dickish. Here's what happened. I uh, I was... Oh, man, do I even want to talk about this? I'm not going to mention names, but there's, there's a lesson to be learned in this. I... Okay. I got a friend in show business. We're not really friends. I know him. We've hung out a couple times. I like the guy. I like his work. Not mentioning names. You know, we got in touch recently and he said, let's have lunch. So I said, great. So we set up a lunch date and um, he canceled. No problem. Happens. Done it myself. Then we, we, but at that time we set up a date for the following Monday and uh, you know, same time. So I go over there and I go to the restaurant and I get online to eat because it's like one of those kind of restaurants popular. And I text him from the line. I'm like, you over, you're almost here. I'm online. And then it's like, oh, fuck, I forgot. I'm not going to be there. I could I could get there in 45 minutes. And I'm, I got like an interview to do. I have things to do. So I'm like, don't worry about it. It happens. He's like, I, you know, like, no, I can come. And I'm like, no, that's all right. You know, uh, uh, well, another time. 
But uh, but to be honest with you, I was a little pissed because I was at the restaurant and I could have actually hadn't that lunch date happened. I could have went to Tom Ford to bring my suit in to figure out how I get the hole that Joaquin Phoenix burnt into my fucking jacket out. Where do I got to go with that? But no, I want to meet my buddy for lunch and talk about his work and other things. But we're not that close. But I respect him, run into him here and there. So he blows me off and his wife's also in show business, not mentioning names. And on that ride home, like I was, I was upset because the times that I've actually made plans twice with somebody and then you know blown them off the second time, it really wasn't a priority for me. Like it wasn't, but whatever. This guy's been busy, all right? So in my flurry of anger, driving home, I texted Lynn, who I am seeing. I don't know how you put it. I'm, I'm, I don't, we're, we're older and the girlfriend thing is stupid. And I don't like partner. I'm, I'm with Lynn. That's, I'm with her doing what people you're with, you, you do with people you're with. But she's at home. I'm driving home. She knows I went to meet this guy. I text her. I tell her what's going on. Like, he, you know, he blew me off. He forgot. And then in the car, I text uh, so-and-so and so-and-so, his wife, are shitty. And I sent that off to the guy. Yeah. I sent that to the guy that blew me off. Not to Lynn, to the guy. Basically said, you and your wife are shitty. I did that. And not a great moment, you know, as when you realize what happens and you realize like, no, no putting that back. No, nothing. There's, you just sort of like, well, there goes that. Not friends with those people. That's going to be uncomfortable now for the rest of time. For the rest of time. But I immediately texted, sorry, now you know how I felt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? And then he texted back, Jesus. And I'm like, I know. Look, wasn't supposed to go to you. I got nothing against you. I was mad in the moment. Yeah, I, was just, I was texting it to Lynn so I could be mad. And, you know, I, I like both of you guys, basically. He's like, well, you could have told me how you really felt I can handle it. And I'm like, all right, well, I was upset clearly, but I like your work and I like your wife's work. <laughs> and it was backpedaling to a degree, but it was really one of those things. It's not like there, it was bad, but we navigated it. And he said, look, let, let's reschedule. Cause I like you. And I'm like, I like you too, man. I like her. And you know, it's just mad in the moment. And you know, I'm shitty. I'm the shitty one. I'm fucking shitty. And then I just texted that like 90 times. I am shitty. Mark is shitty. Mark is shitty me shitty and however it affected him whether he was upset initially now he just feels bad for me because i have this clearly have a problem i'm going to text him right now i am shitty shitty mark send i've been doing it for three days we navigated it but that happened so i imagine this has happened to everybody and it could have been worse it could always be worse but that was a pretty bad one but um hey Let's do this. I never do this. If you've got a story about texting something to the wrong person, please send it along. That would be entertaining for me. So listen, you guys, it's time to, uh, to bring out our first guest. Um, this guy you might know from movies, 
He's on the NBC sitcom Indebted, which airs Thursday nights. You can also see him in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which is now in theaters. And uh, here he is. Please welcome Adam Polly. That's how you say it, right? Really? Please welcome Adam Pally. I moved recently from to back to New York. You did? Yeah. Come about on. Three years ago. Really? Yeah. You're not here anymore. No. Like where in New York? Like Westchester? Uh, no, like West Chelsea. Really? You bought an apartment in New I York? I bought an apartment in New York. With I sold my house a here, and I bought an apartment. A in New floor York. through? Uh, no. Duplex? No, just a brownstone. <laughs> You're saying things that are so <laughs> uh, sounding so great. To Classic me. Five? <laughs> no, uh, just an old building in West Chelsea that uh, that we like kind of renovated and, uh-huh. and was able to make it for our family and. Um, you bought the whole building? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Uh, no, we bought like a. It just it's it's honestly not. It's it's modest and it's but it's so nice to not worry. Like I don't ever yeah. see anybody. Yeah, and I used to see everybody. <laughs> what it's New York? How are you not seeing people? So you have because three kids, not, and you crammed them into the place. Yeah, well, they have space. I mean, oh, I've good. been on TV for a decade. I know you. Got, I'm not saying <laughs> you're I got broke. Space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they can run around and stuff. No, no, absolutely not. No, they can't run around, but they have rooms. <laughs> they have their own rooms. They have their own rooms. Yes. yes. Oh, good. So uh, uh, wait, so you don't see anybody? Like, who were you seeing? That was like the you just problem. like I lived in in Studio City, which yeah. is like a great place to to have a family and stuff. But like you know, you'd go to the gas station and you'd see yeah. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. You know, and it, it's and it, some people think that's amazing. It was in the beginning. It was, and then it started to like make me a little insane because I would just like in what every, way? Because it's like, like if it's not a hero of yours, it's like an awkward thing. And it's like yeah, your yeah. studio city. You are literally in the city of the studios. Oh, like, that's wild. Because most people's complaint about this city is that they never see anybody. Oh, I can't like you go to like that Walgreens in Studio City. Forget the fact that it's like uh, a fate worse than hell. Uh, yeah. You know that one like where the uh, I, I parking stay, lies. I stay over here, man. Like I was in Highland Park before. Oh my god! And I'm, I got is, a Walgreens five minutes from here. And there it's fine. is one CVS in Studio City. It's that CVS is now. Legit, the River Sticks. Or, it's or, like <laughs> it is hell on earth, and y- you in your worst condition. We'll walk in yeah. and like bump into exactly like you know I can't even, like David Wayne. Oh yeah, sure. you know, and you're like yeah. shit. Yeah, and you're not you're, and you're like not together. Not yeah. together. And then if you are, then you're you're flummoxed with that whole thing. Is like, does he know me? I don't think he knows me. Like, then you don't say hello. You do say hello. It's like it is a nightmare. I like that you picked David Wayne. Well, because it's like I, I did have a thing with David Wayne where like I walked in. You see at this diner yeah. all the time. And which diner is that? Good neighbor. Oh yeah, is that good? Yeah, it's like a really great like. Is it on Ventura Boulevard? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. All right. Um, it's fine. It's been there forever. Yeah. And uh, I saw David Wayne when I walked in one day, and I just like my hubris was just like to walk over and say hello. And yeah. he looked at me like, he's like, I I do not know who the fuck you are. And seriously, I am, and I am eating. Really? Yeah. Was he by himself? Yeah. Well, fuck like, him then. Writing. <laughs> writing. And I was like, and I went over and I was like, hey, I just want to say, you know, I love would love to work with you. And he was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so would everybody. But he's kind of got that vibe, dude. No, he was in the right. It was me. It's like, oh. why would I? And that 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 kind of neur- neurotic thought that I found was healthier for me to just like eliminate <laughs> right. my life. No, yeah, like, I, I can see how that that particular the weird thing about being in show business and being in a show business town and running into 
you know, people that are different levels and in, in, in how to and, and how do you see yourself and how do they if do they know you? What's appropriate? Yeah, it, it just it makes it really can fucking nightmare. It's a night. One time I was eating at a, a diner, a burger shop, the the counter, you know, where you like make your own. Where's that? Venture? There's like a million of them. Oh. It was like a, it was like an off hour of lunch. And no joke, Conan is sitting right here, right? <laughs> yeah. And I, he knows you, right? Yeah, I've done this show like 10 times. Oh, no. <laughs> and I didn't say hello uh-huh. because I was panicked that he wouldn't. He sees, in my head, I was like, he sees a million Jews a day. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? There's five, 5,000 people think I was on a show I wasn't on. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, how did, did you say he... a million Jews a day? Yeah. I mean, think <laughs> of the amount of people that have come through that couch that look yeah, exactly yeah. like me. I know. You I know, know, like, and so. Can you name those guys? Sure. I can name them all. Half of them have the name Adam. <laughs> like. I don't know who they are. I mean, like, I, I, so I was like panicked and yeah. nervous. And like midway through the lunch, he was like, Adam. Yeah. And I was like, hi, Conan. <laughs> and he was like, why didn't you say hello to me? Uh, and I was like, I just didn't, <laughs> I just didn't know if you'd recognize me. I didn't want to bother you. And he's like, you did my show like a week ago. <laughs> I was like, I know. I just, so I was paralyzed. I was paralyzed. And like, he never let me live it down. He still always talks about it. He, like, you know, which is yeah embarrassing. Yeah. Because now I have like low status with Conan, which uh, I would have had anyway. Well, you just, you just have ball busting status. Yeah. It's like, and so, and, and I yeah. have to be like, huh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, damn it. <laughs> like, yeah. why didn't I say anything? You, yeah. it made you look like the asshole and you were just nervous. Yeah. You were trying to do the right thing. But well, you, you came off David Wayne. Yes, I did. And that's <laughs> my fault. That's my fault. David Wayne's a, he's tricky because he's a, he's a pretty nice guy, but he, he always seems like he's a little, condescending but he's not he's, no, just, he's it, just got this he's got a thing about him it took me years to realize it i saw him at a hanukkah party recently <laughs> and uh and it's so it's, pleasant <laughs> yeah and he, but he's always kind of like that you project on him of he's course like, yeah mm-hmm. well I, I think that i come across i know i i am let's talk about the other uh adam pallies <laughs> well i mean there's a million like of them. Yeah. give me one uh today I was at the TCAs, right, yeah. for NBC. Right. Over and, at that, that big hotel. At the Langham. At the Langham, yeah. And someone asked me if I was on a show called Stumptown, which is a drama <laughs> right. on ABC. Right. That has Jake Johnson in a sim- similar oh, okay. role, I guess, that I would play. And, right. And to me, I felt that this to be anti-Semitic. Uh-huh. Well, you know, but you're a new Jew. You're, you're kind of, I guess, in the- In a decade. The, no, but you're a new Jew in, in format. Yes. Like for years it was the Schwimmer Jew. Yes. I'm which not, is a, I'm more of a, like a different kind you're, you're of Jew. You're Seth Rogen Jew. Yeah, I'm a Seth Rogen Jew. Yeah. Uh, although I've been working ha- hard to get more to Paul Rudd Jew. Oh yeah, Paul Rudd Jew. You're close. But Paul Rudd, uh, he can pass. I know. And I, God knows I can't. <laughs> but I, I think you can. Ugh, you don't think? You know, I got hair coming out of my like, ears, my nose. Like I, I guess, but it's not black hair. It's red, which is even like worse. It's like You're a rare red-haired Jew. I'm Sephardic. Like, I'm like half Sephardic. So. Uh, oh, really? Half Sephardic? So shouldn't it be dark? Well, it's like olive. It's like Mediterranean right? almost. You know? right, so there's uh-huh. that Italian kind of like- uh, uh-huh. Where does red, red come in? Oh. I don't know. There's like a redness to that. I When I think of that like swarthy- Pirate, like red beard type deal. I guess you know? so, but I, I think more of a dark sort of Sicilian thing. Well, that is so why my Arab thing. That's why I, my, my skin Spanish color. Jews. My skin color. I always look like I'm like nauseous because it's <laughs> it's that Sephardic, like yellowy jaundice. Uh, I just red haired Jews confound me. Me too. I don't and get they're, it. They're genetic flukes. It is, and it only comes out of my my facial hair and stuff. So mm. it's, uh, 
So yeah, so that you're of the new the new Ilka, the new kind of Jew, the Jew that can almost pass. Like there was a period there in the eighties and nineties where it's like these guys are Jews. Yeah, like Jerry and like yeah, yeah, yeah. and Schwimmer. I mean, then there was. A but I always thought you could pass. I mean, you, you, I have a very vivid image of you um, in my childhood comedy because, like, you know, when you when you're a com- comedian, a, a kid, and yeah. you're like, I'm going to be a comedian. Yeah. You uh you stay home from school and watch like every premium right. bland and every yeah. minute you know thing. So I was the angry guy, I, but you could pass. Right. I, I like yeah, you yeah, were yeah. Jewish and it was very obvious. But I feel like you you similarly passed. Well, I didn't. I I there was a period there where I chose not to talk about it because I didn't <laughs> know how to talk about it. Yeah. Without doing this sort of like, well, I'm a Jew and Jews do this and Jews, you know, like uh, Jackie Mason, like Jews like to sit down. Like there was a period in my life yeah, where weird. I was it's like I was furious about it. I I understand that completely, and I do it. So, I feel like it's ingrained in us to do it because we're like apologizing for our existence in some way. Where we well, like, also though, depending what generation you are, I mean, you know that, that it's familiar. I I mean, it's like there's a tone of like, uh, you know, first or second generation immigrant New Jersey, New York Jews. Yeah. That they're in our family. I mean, yeah, that's what we are. (laughs) So, like, after a point, though, like, my family left, you know, New Jersey. And, you know, I didn't grow up, I grew up visiting that. But I just, it bothered me that that, uh, the stereotype held. It's and still, it's like one of the weird stereotypes that still has held and is actually like, still perpetrated like it's still cool to say or assume you know I'm, like, I'm better with it now and i think it's it's honest to i think you as a jew now you either have to you know announce it mm-hmm. or be a coward yeah no <laughs> i i mean <laughs> because they're they're after us again of and, course you know, i don't like how no uh, one gets to live through that no we're all we gonna, gonna uh, <laughs> you know it's like the ones that live through it ran so you know yeah it's well that's com- why i never wear sandals <laughs> ever and I don't think any Jew should. <laughs> it's choosing time. When it's I come, see, we're coming down to the wire when, here. When like I'm on vacation and there are other Jewish families and I see them and their kids in flip flops, I just have to say, and you don't know what's going to happen at any time. I don't care that we're in Puerto Vallarta <laughs> at a sandals. <laughs> Do you think the they only know? place you can wear sandals is in Israel? <laughs> yes, and even then we might be chased <laughs> out or up. For, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's problems, other problems in Israel. <laughs> but you grew up Jewy Jew. Uh, yes, fairly Jewy Jew. Where? Um, uh, all over. I grew up, I started in Manhattan. My parents were, uh, my, my parents were trying to make it as actors and, and musicians. Really? Yeah. Uh, they were in a, a Catskill, uh, rock band called Pallium Pal that like toured around. The... Come on. Yeah. That's what your parents <laughs> did? Well, until I was, uh, around six and then my dad had a had a bad year in auditioning i think is yeah that's how he phrases it yeah when you were six yeah uh-huh. so he and they had me young very yeah young. And, uh, and uh uh he quit yeah and finished his degree went back to medical school and moved us to illinois so i was in skokie illinois yeah in skokie uh-huh he really hates himself yeah he really was punishing him so he had a bad year <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go to med school and move to uh, Skokie, yeah, where Nazis march. Yep, and he did it, and uh, then he. You remember it? I remember all of it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's six isn't old enough to like. I remember them playing music, and I remember really. Yeah, it was a bit, six is like you know those big sentimental things. Sure, like you'd man. Go to, you'd go to Kutcher's and see them play a set. Yeah. Oh, you went to Kutcher's, so they were like in the lounge, kind of. Yeah, thing? they'd be in the lounge, and mm. they'd be singing and doing their their bit. And, and like, your dad would play guitar, piano, and my mom would sing and lie on the piano. 
Oh, it's like a burlesque, not a burlesque. No, yeah, it, was, it was more like cabaret a thing. Cabaret, yeah. yeah, yeah. It would be like you know, it'd be, and it was like really wholesome because it would be like the family. Sure. Was she funny though? Yeah, they were hilarious. They were oh. hilarious, and like, and they would do it in this like winky way where they would like kind of t- tear the fourth wall down, and they'd do this bit where they'd be like, um, my mom would be like, Stephen, do you know what the most important thing in life is? And my dad would be like, vamping on the yeah. piano, I'd be like, actually, I don't, Karen. <laughs> and she'd be like, it's friends. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, "Oh well, you gotta have friends." And then they'd like sing into it, <laughs> and it was like really. I was just like, I remember sitting there like with a bunch of old Jews. Yeah, blue hairs, just, yeah. just my eyes wide, being yeah. like, "Whoa, it's yeah, so cool, it's amazing." Yeah, and then in, and then it was over. <laughs> but they did it for a, a while. A while. They, they never us. did. They ever have a break? Did they ever go on television? No, they never got. A, I mean, my dad had like several close calls. He was like with success in with show success business. in show business. He was like the first face of Levi's jeans, which like Buttonfly, which at the time was like. A huge style in the seventies. Yeah, there were right. like these, you know, pale blue button fly, like where the button was like very prominent. Mm-hmm. And he was like the campaign face for that on the, on the print ads and in and the actual ad. There uh-huh. was like a ad, and so like that that there wasn't a lot of stuff going on. Like that was a big break. So he right, and, and then it he made some commercial money. Yeah, and so he then, thought he was on his way. Yeah, and he played piano at the Empire Diner uh, on, uh, on the West on, Side on Tenth Avenue. Yeah, and. uh that's how he made it's a money. little place. Yeah, it was, but it back but then. But it was, it was like, like right when it got renovated and it was no, groovy. This was, it was groovy. Yeah, before. Yeah, this was like when it, they had a piano in the corner. Yeah, it was and, like the heyday, mm-hmm. right? Because I remember because like uh, my folks, my people were from Jersey, mm-hmm. and there was a New York connection. I remember when the Empire, like it was a sh- like back. In, it was in the seventies where I think they renovated into this amazing thing. Well, now it's like a, yeah, and now it, it had another resurgence again. Uh huh. But then anyway, after he finished medical school at University of Chicago, he moved us back to Livingston, New Jersey. Livingston, and so I went to high school and in Livingston, New Jersey. And then went wow, to, so yeah. I've so been around. He, he had a bad year. <laughs> yeah, it must have been awful. But like the like the the thing is, it's like the wiring was in place enough for him that his you know his default was to go back to medical school. So like that must have been on the table. I think when I talked to him about it, and we've talked about it a little bit more recently, actually, uh-huh. for the first time, he uh, he 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 very plainly just will say like, I just didn't love it. Show business. Yeah. He's like, I just didn't love it. And you have to love it because every time you get told no, if you don't love it, you have a thought in the back of your head that goes, well, well, fuck it. I'm just right. not going to do it anymore. Well, I mean, but the, but the thing is, it's like, you know, you, you can love it, whatever, but you know, when you have a little bit of success, he's better off that he had a bad year. Yeah. I mean, well, he, well, the life, his life was very- Because like, even if he didn't yeah. love it and he had an okay year, he might not have ever gotten out. I think the way he thinks of it is that inevitably what he equates the love to like talent and success in his level, in his way. It's uh-huh. like, he didn't love it enough to stick it out that far. And it's all about just sticking it out. Like, to But it, what I'm saying is like that his plan B was just to go to medical school. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a Jew from Long Island. It's I, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what I think. I'm sure that there was some kind of agreement that he's not telling me with his mother. That sure. was like, I'll fund if, you. <laughs> if, it doesn't, right, if it doesn't work. And then it didn't work. And he was like, all right. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Did you know your grandparents? Um, I knew uh, I have two grandmas still alive who are. Really? Supremely old. And then I have two grandfathers who died really young. Oh. So I, I got, it's a it's a roulette. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, could be tomorrow. What are they, like 80, 90? Uh, 92, each of them. That's great. Yeah. And they're yeah. cognizant? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> and they call you? God, yeah. Are you all right? <laughs> yes. You haven't called. And you're like, oh, I, I have called. 
<laughs> you don't remember very much. <laughs> but uh, but you don't consider yourself Jersey. I just, I don't I didn't spend enough time in any place really to. But you're a New York person. I, I live in New York. Yeah, I love New York. No, and you're I, born there. born there and grew up there. I I like I, the Illinois thing doesn't that didn't define you. No, my accent a little bit. I mean, like how long were you there? Uh, from f- six to eleven. Hmm. So formative years of speaking. <laughs> yeah, so you got a little of that. I got a little of it. Yeah, uh, and I can turn it up and down. Yeah. Um. Uh. But my accent is like the only thing really, and and family, and you know, I have some family out there. But Jersey, how, was that defining? You went from yeah. uh, all high school, junior high, all, uh, eighth grade through. So that's where you learn how to smoke cigarettes mm-hmm. and, and weed. Uh, hang around. Yeah, weed, everything, comedy. You're because you're uh, you're like uh, you're younger than me. You're fucking twenty years younger than me almost. That's fucking stupid. Uh, I don't. Know, I was man. worried that that what? that this is a turn that was gonna take. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck. You I was really punk. worried that my age, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it makes you feel any better. I don't have a lot of money. No, you're doing all right. He's been <laughs> no. on TV ten years. Yeah, but it's gone. Yeah, and uh, it's gone. And you look old. You're, I know. You're beat I, up. You're you're miserable inside. I'm weathered, man. <laughs> I've, I've seen it all. I mean, when I saw you, like, because you got pitched, and I'm like, I know that guy. He's yeah, he's one of these. He's a dark Jew. He's <laughs> a dark Jew. He's a dark Jew. I saw him in a couple of things, and he can't yeah. hide the no. slight edge. Something's no. not right in that guy. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging on by a thread, yeah. Mr. Marin. Are you? <laughs> yes. But like, uh, so when you were, we were talking about guitars, yes, like that's a Fender. Yeah, I love that. I I, I played something like that's that. That's a Strat. But I have the telly. I have a I have a. You said you were a telly guy, and I have a yellow telly. You really? Had, did you I had a, a, actually? I had an all black one with the humbuckers. So not a Bruce Springsteen telly. No, it was. Well, he did play it on the River Tour. Mm. But this is no. This was a an Eddie Vedder. Uh, when he first started playing guitar with the band, he he had this like black on black telly with two big humbuckers. It sounded like a Les Paul, yeah. so thick. They with those Fender humbuckers, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I that and I still have it. Um, but I, I was in a, a movie where we where I was in a band and yeah. I played that uh, Fender that a Strat similar to that, but it was like a '77 that they rented. Uh-huh. <sighs> was, was it like, good? Oh my god, it was like yeah. heaven, heaven. It's just like that similar um, neck and. This is American, like '87, and it, like I, I just like I bought it new when I was younger, mm-hmm. obviously, and now it's like a, you know, it's an old guitar actually. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like it's got a, it definitely has a feel to it, a weight to it, and like I've gotten like, reacquainted with it. I just had to relearn how to play that style on a strat, like a strat. It just requires a different kind of vibe in your hands. It's like I think t- that's true. It's it's like tinnier. You yep. can't you can't beat it up the way. No. That you would a Les Paul. You put yeah. on a Les Paul, you just want to like- You just make mud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But like I love even like how Jack White yeah. switched to that telly with the- On that la- the last couple albums, he was playing that light blue telly. Yeah. And it was so heavy. Yeah, it was yeah, so yeah, heavy. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. my favorite kind of sound. It can, yeah, he, he can- But he makes- He's got a lot of weird pedals and shit, man. <laughs> I know all that. You know what I mean? I like to fucking play <laughs> relatively clean. You know what I mean? It's like- I like yeah. it to sound kind of like a guitar. Yeah, I know. I like his- I like it to sound like the the, the screams of a demon. <laughs> he does. He, he definitely does that. So did you play in bands? I did. I played in bands in high school. You did? Yeah. You were that good? Uh, no. No. Oh, and I got kicked out of a few bands. For what? For not being good. 
<laughs> for being bad at being in a band. Did you sing? I did, and that's part, one of the first things that got me kicked out. The singing. Well, I was just not very good at it at the um, time. What, so what year is it? This was like sophomore so like year? Freshman year. Freshman, freshman year. Yeah. So you're making new friends? and you're I'm like, making I'm, new friends. I'm smoking s- cigarettes, smoking weed. weed. No, weed, weed came to me quick because of my family, because Jews, I feel like Jews just like- Gravitate to weed? Yeah, I had a cousin who was giving me weed like very early on. Like I, It's weird because my Jew relatives were cokey. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, no, but that was because it's 20 year difference. Right. Yeah, that's, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> the mine had calmed down. <laughs> exactly. By the time you got it, they yeah. were like just- well, there was weed around too, but I, I remember like you know my aunt, and my uncle, and that whole trip, and oh, of my mom's cousin was in the fashion industry, so there were grown people just thinking it was okay to do blow at the dinner table. Oh my god! Yeah, man, that's insane. Yeah, mine is similar. It's just it's toned down. It's like Passover. There's like this unspoken thing where it's like the adults go that way, and the kind of kids go that <laughs> yeah. way, and then everybody comes back to the table, and everyone's <laughs> just kind of like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little easier now. It's easier. Yeah. We don't need to do the questions. No, it's a nice tint on the night. Yeah, we're not going <laughs> to get through the questions. We'll do two. Yeah, we'll do two <laughs> if we can read we'll it. We'll do two. Uh, yeah. So the band, so like, were they cover bands? Yeah, mostly. I, I don't think I ever really wrote a, a song. Uh-huh. I think it was mostly just covering. And you're a Bruce guy? I was a Bruce guy, but at that point I was covering because it was early, early, mid-90s, like Nirvana, a lot of Nirvana. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was like, when Nevermind hit, I think I was 14, 13. Wow. So like, that's, you know, that's, the, that's it. Yeah, it's it like, big. that was, it that was, was it was over. Sure. Yeah. And, and that's then, a lucky time to, to, to get that stuff. Oh yeah. I, I feel very lucky for my music. Because I was 34 when that happened. Wow. Yeah. So I what mean, did you, th- well, you must've been like, these motherfuckers are insane. I understand it. No, come on, dude. I was around like for me. Well, because like I look at like when uh, I was in high school, when I was like a like a senior maybe in high school or a sophomore, is when Van Halen one came out. Mm-hmm. So it had that weird effect of like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, you I've know? never seen guitar played like that. Right, and but everybody like it was everywhere. Yeah, and it like when I was in the Lower East Side, I lived on the Lower East Side, and I was already doing comedy and shit. Obviously, when Nevermind came out, mm-hmm. and it was everywhere. And yeah. it was undeniable. And I got totally into it. I got all the sub pop shit. I got into all everything that that label put out. I was yeah. a music guy. Uh, yeah, I mean that 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 was huge for me like sound that whole Seattle thing like sound changed. It, I, I think I, yes. I think I still Mudhoney. I Mud think Honey, I still uh I interviewed Mark Arm. Dress like that. Like, yeah. to a certain extent. Like You're I wearing a suit today. Well, I, I was a, it. it was a for you. Yeah. Um no, and, and another thing. You went to the thing. I went to the thing before. But you know, it's funny. You wore a suit with sneakers and no tie and, so, and his shirt's on top. I'm trying to pass. You're, you're doing a thing. <laughs> I'm trying you're, to it's pass. It's like, oh, there's the schlubby. <laughs> Thank you're, you. You're not passing. <laughs> Thank you. You're like, you know, oh, that guy's unkempt on purpose. Yeah, exactly. You don't think that's coming across? I work very hard at this. <laughs> this wig costs $2,000. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, this is real. So, okay. So you're, <laughs> I know. No, you're I have work, to classify that. You're right, you're, we know. My you're, so you're rocking. My insecurity. You're rocking out? I in Playing this, cover bands? Playing cover bands and... Um, like trying to get the band into a talent show and all that stuff when you're, you know, yeah. it's like that's where you're going to play. Right. Did you think you were going to do a musician thing? I did for a little, um, but I, right, very early on, I got kicked out of this band because I just like was not a good singer yeah. and at the time and and, and I, uh, uh, it was became very clear to me that like maybe I'm not that good, good at this. Yeah, yeah. As, as I, as the other kids. But, but sometimes like what I realized later, which was sort of problematic, was that it's more important to be who you are than to be good, but you can't realize that when you're younger. 
Do you no. know what I mean? Like, yes. Because if you listen to most music, a lot of the people that play it, it's pretty simple and everyone's kind of limited. And the people that are like not limited and are amazing are kind of boring. But the people that find the one or two things that they do well and they just commit to it, they they get through. Well, yeah, it's like that's a it's like Meg White on the drums. Yeah, you know, it's like it's a thing. It's a thing it's, because yeah. there is no judging of how it is. It's just this is the drums that yeah, we this play. Yeah, this is it. This and, and rock and roll's built for that. But when you're in high school, you can think like I'm not as good as that guy. Yeah, and I think that that when you're not making the calls, you know, like I, I wasn't necessarily like a popular kid or, yeah. or whatever. I was just kind of like in the middle of the pack. Were you? Yeah, I was just kind of like sitting there <laughs> floating, like hadn't found what I liked. But you or, didn't have like you couldn't play the whole room. I. You weren't that funny yet. Uh, uh-uh. mm. I was uh, painfully shy, mm. and and but with but like also being like I think I could. So like I would take like little baby steps, and it wouldn't work. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So you weren't funny in high school. Uh, you were just. I uh, was. Fun- I became funny after the, that. The stone guy who was just trying to. Well, I found comedy after that because I went. My parents. I had quit basketball. They stayed together. Yes, they stayed together till one died. Which is the goal, I think. That's yeah. <laughs> As we said before, <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Uh, Who passed? My mom. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's okay. Uh, and uh, I, I was not on a team anymore, and they were worried about me. Yeah, you know, because yeah. I was like. So you played basketball like freshman year? Yeah, like uh, every Jew. Like I was like, I'm, not me. <laughs> really, you have no athletic. No, I can. I am, but I don't like competing. Yeah, that's so similarly. It's like, uh, even, I mean, I can do shit. I even that stressed me out. Yeah, so I was like, "Fuck this! I'm yeah. not doing this in high school." Yeah. And and then I uh, they put me in like this AV study with the guidance counselor because there was like a meeting about my productivity. An AV study. Yeah, yeah. we had like a room in Jersey in this in, that had AV equipment, like a yeah. camera and a right thing. And I was pretty, I was pretty depressed in a and in a pretty dis- after like, the the basketball you, thing fell through and, and the band, band fired it was you. just like yeah I was pretty depressed and I was getting high a lot and like you know cutting school and going home in the middle of the day and watching premium blends yeah, and shit yeah and like I cut a lot of school uh yeah like you know um you can only watch so many kids in the hall episodes and like Kevin Meany sets <laughs> and like <laughs> so you're watching Comedy Central yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> at that time it was like that too yeah that's yeah. What all it was it was like so was I on short attention man theater yeah and and then you did have a blend too. With like a red shirt, yeah, right. I had a. <clears throat> um, I remember the shirt. I had like uh, I had a half hour. Was that premium one? Yeah, half hour. I had a red shirt and a suit, and there was a freak show banner behind me. Not a great set. Uh, I, I mean, I remember just being like, "Oh well, I." Yeah, you know, that I, I could do it. it. <laughs> I could do it. This guy, Jew could do it. He's a dark Jew. Yeah, I could do it. <laughs> but um, and then uh, yeah, and so then I I they get, I went to this TV studio and kind of started like getting high in there <laughs> and was like oh wait this is fun and i started doing sketches and i had a uh you were recording them uh-huh and i had a morning show where i did like the morning announcements for the it, school for the school and oh. it like, it, like kind of took off in really the, in the school so that's when you like found your... and that's when i was like oh he found his voice yeah i was like this is what i'm doing yeah and a lot of it was like um you know, it was, it you have that like stuff. It's important stuff somewhere. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was video. Like, big, big yeah, it's somewhere. It's like I would. I, some of it is funny. Like I did this one thing called teacher hunting, where I would um, follow a teacher after school. Like, yeah, basically stalk them and then yeah. like run up to them with a camera while they were doing an errand. Yeah. In real life. In real life. Yeah. And <laughs> it was always funny because yeah. the teacher would be like, "Stop it! Stop it!" <laughs> <laughs> this is my life and then you'd play that clip until their like hand got up yeah. and I I like still to this day I'm like that is a good bit yeah uh, and there was like a bunch you, of you stuff get like you that. in trouble 
Yeah, some, like in the in the most charming way. Like, yeah, you know, my parents loved it. Yeah, any time a call came, they thought it was the greatest. They're just ever. starting a fun type of shit. Yeah, shit they, starting. I think they felt confident that yeah. there was something going on. Do you, uh, did you have a diner in New Jersey? The Ritz Diner. Okay, what was yours? That, I, 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 my my grandparents used to go to Pompton Queen. Okay, because I always think about diners only really exist in Jersey in the proper way. Well, Jersey is kind of frozen in time. I mean, but it's like there people go to the fucking diners, and there's diners all but the over whole, the whole. The whole state is like that. It's it, it really is. If you, I still go there. My family yeah. there a lot. My yeah. sisters live in Jersey City. Yeah, and. They didn't always though, right? They no, they moved there when it got nice, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they gentrified it themselves. Yeah. The, the two uh, of them. How many? The, the two of them. Yeah. But, the you Pally know, sisters. The Pally sisters, but they're famous for gentrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, um, there, when once you like go outside of Jersey City and you get, and and that like buffer mm-hmm. from the from New York. Yeah. Past Newark, you're finding delis. You're finding like, and not like delis like you think, like a real deli, like, right? That has and like, then just like an Italian restaurant that's amazing that that just has Italian food. Yeah, it's like just and, and it's like, what? Who, how does no one know about this? Yeah, because and it is frozen in time. And when when those people that are running it and like sitting in there waiting for you to come, when they die, it's gone. Yeah, I think a lot of it's starting to go. Yeah, yeah. I, it feels that way. Yeah. Anyway, so getting back to it, so you're making the videos, you're chasing oh. your teachers. <laughs> You're getting into minor trouble that yeah, your parents find, find endearing. Yes. Every, what yeah. are your sisters? Where how are they older? They're younger. Oh, they turn out all right. Yeah, they turn out great. Oh, good. Both are great. Uh, my sister um, was a nurse of pediatrics at the hospital of special surgery, and she oh. she's on leave now. She just had her first child. And my other sister was the head of display at Christian Louboutin. Mm. Uh, which is a cool job because she would like design how the stores look. Yeah, and then she branched out on her own. Now she's like kind of starting her own freelance thing. design mm-hmm. for windows and stores. Um, she's doing more like interior actually. Uh, so like she oh, comes like into a houses space. And stuff? Yeah, she uh, like come into offices. a space in New York and kind of. Oh. Yeah, it's super. They're both. Uh, yeah, if you get hip with that, that's probably a pretty good gig. Yeah, and she's good at it. Mm. So um, you guys remind great. me to show you that book downstairs of uh, these photographs of. Uh, I'm just. I remember this from before. Because you were Kutcher's, like there, I have a, a book, a photography book of a woman who shot all those hotels in the condition they're in now. Really? And they're they're all abandoned and dead. <sighs> yeah. And it's kind of like, uh, kind of devastating. Just waiting for Mrs. Maisel production to like move <laughs> up there, rebuild the whole thing. <laughs> Take, don't do it on a set. Come help us rebuild the. Kevin the Pollock's place. here. <laughs> Ke- <laughs> Kevin Pollock is the Jew. <laughs> And he'll admit that. <laughs> Who's going to play him? Who's going to play the Jew? Kevin Pollock's not available. <laughs> well, we'll have to can it. Yeah, I have a fear that I'm going to be that guy. Dude, I, that's a good gig. The Jew? The yeah, middle-aged man. Jew? Hell yeah. We need the middle-aged Jew. Because Jud- if you notice, like Judd Hirsch has to be the old Jew. And if there's ever an old Jew necessary, <laughs> Judd Hirsch or George well, Segal. He was great in uh, Uncut Gems, man. He's sure great he in everything. He's a great actor. Yeah, he's great in everything. He was in my show. He played my father. Yeah, and then he played uh, he played the a father, on, I think, on the Goldbergs, and he played a father. He's always, you know. Crotchety Jew. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, he, he's almost 90, I think. He's old as shit. He's got a little baby. He's got like a five-year-old, six-year-old. God, that scares me. Does I it? never want that to happen to me. I think the the woman who had the kid is younger. Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry about the kid. The kid will be taken no, care of. No, I'm not worried about the kid. Uh, I'm worried oh, about her. her. I bet. <laughs> you're worried that you're going to have kids when you're- I'm worried that I would be the type of like old guy that that would happen to and- You have three, and how old are you? I'm 37. Yeah, it's like it's already happening. Yeah, how, and how you know what? I'm never going to make it. Huh? How did it happen? I don't know. I grew up quickly. 
But I don't know what that means. <laughs> you, you have a choice. You wanted yeah, three. I wanted because uh, you grew up with three. I grew up with three, and once, and I have a really romantic story with my wife, and so we. Once we started, once we got engaged, and we like started. You have dating a romantic her. story with your wife? Yeah, it's just a nice yeah. story. What is it? <laughs> you can't. He looked at me with such disdain. When he said that. I want to hear your romantic. We story. met in high school. Yeah, while I, both. I of see us... nothing but darkness. <laughs> oh my God, really? No. Most people tell me I'm a light in their lives. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I, I'm saying that when you say romantic, I'm like, good luck. <laughs> that's, that's what my 20 years gets me. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm happy for you. I'm not happy. Does that make you? I no, don't have I, a lot I'm of money, not, and I'm not happy. No, I'm not, I don't want you to be happy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, I'm very happy. But um, uh, we met in high school, and then wow, high and, school, and then kind of went away. She's a Jersey and, person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we went away and, yeah. and kind of found ourselves for a long time, and then found each other, and then got married and had kids. So, like, you were out and about, and you real you dated in high school. Uh, yeah, her oh. her last year. Huh. Yeah, for a little bit. And then you She's just, older than me. You went and lived your life? Kind of, yeah. She's older than you? Yeah. What, like two years? One year. One year. Oh. But, and then what you felt, like, what, how did it, how did it We moved back to New York at the same time and reconnected. She, where was she? She was in Rhode Island, and I was in Tucson, Arizona. For what? College. I started there. You were in Tucson? Yeah, I went to U of A. Are we going to get there yet? No, I'm going slow. Are we still? Oh, yeah, we're in high school. For something so uninteresting, I'm really taking my time. Whatever, that's I got to do that with you guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, and then, and then anyway. You're not uninteresting because I'm enjoying myself. Oh, okay. See, it's only uninteresting I'm... if I'm trying to get through it. <laughs> and I, I'm not really trying to get you through it. You did use the words, I've got to do this with you guys. <laughs> Yeah, I'm talking about you, charming Jews. I had your buddy Ben on here, Schwartzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I don't even, I didn't even know what he did. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> I just know he's great. You know, but you know, and I was like, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what this guy does. And my my producer's like, he's one of those guys. He's like a professional <laughs> talker, and you'll get a kick out of him. And I'm like, all right. And I looked at some stuff he did, and he was funny, and he's a good actor, and he's very chipper, and you know, he, he moves it very uh, a rapid clip. I didn't see. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't find the darkness in there. Really, though. I don't know if there is. Um, he seems to be very busy in his head and, and in real life. Ambition. Ambition. Ambition mm. can sometimes fight darkness. Is that Interesting. A, is that a? Is that a uh, I'm just wondering if that's a nice thing to say. <laughs> I don't know if it is. But maybe no, we I should cut this out. <laughs> uh, no, I, um, maybe ambition's not the word. Um, drive. I think that's true. Focus. No, no, no I think that's true. Focus. It, yeah, and I, well, it's that's actually an interesting idea. That w- is there. What is the difference between drive and ambition? I like that because ambition, you know, in in some respects, when people say that about people, especially me, mm-hmm. it's not a compliment. Right. You it, know, it means that you're cutthroat. It means that you will sacrifice yeah, and, a relationship or sacrifice, or you might not be talented. Right, and you're finding, and you're you're like, sneaking so, your way in. Right, somehow, sometimes ambition, mm-hmm. you know, will will fill in for talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, know, you can it can get you the job, and you'll be okay. Yeah, but you're not going to be amazing. Yeah, I, I never thought of ambition as a dirty word like that. No, to no, me, it's not dirty. To dirty. me, I felt I, I said it because I don't think of it as a negative on that level. I I do see the negative in amb- ambition, especially when it's blind. But to me, but... ambition implies planning, which I do not. do. <laughs> right. No, I don't. I don't either. Obviously, <laughs> like ambition is like I know where I'm going. Yeah, no, I don't have that. No, I, mean, <laughs> I definitely don't have that. Yeah, I yeah. wish I did. I do too. Why don't we have it? Because you quit basketball. Uh, well, I think it's because I'm better looking. Hmm. In general, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, then 
Schwartz? Yeah. Hmm. Just if you want to stack it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think I think it's um I don't know why. I, I just like wish I did it. I think I have a decent business mind. You, so you mean you can get away with stuff? Yeah, I feel like maybe I found yeah. that early on. Right. I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, my bar mitzvah yeah. was a very formative moment in my comedy. Did you have a theme party? No, this is the actual reading of the Haftorah. Oh, really? Yes. It was like huge for me when I was like, I was talking about this in, in therapy, I was like, trying to get at the root of why, why I need so much affirmation. And and uh, I remember at my bar mitzvah, yeah. half-assing it, legit, oh. like faking it, making up words and melodies. Oh, and really? Essentially faking the How Torah How did you get portion. away with that? No one said shit. They just like, thought, like, the, oh, old, the guys that are old and they're sitting on the thing. You, were like, you conservative? Yeah. Oh, so, so you had to really like, had to do it. So yeah. it's Saturday morning. You're so doing Saturday it. morning, I'm just doing you? it. Just me mm. doing it. Whole but thing. like, I did not do a good job. But I kind of enthusiastically sold it, uh-huh. and everyone fucking was really happy about it. Yeah. And like, I remember that feeling uh-huh. of being like, you motherfuckers don't even know. Okay. That, well, like, you, like, think about you now going to a bar mitzvah. Are you really like following along? No, exactly. Right. <laughs> and I knew that I had like a bird's eye view. I was like, these people don't care. They're yeah, here for me. Shit. They just want to see it's me like do like, kid, a little song. His voice hasn't changed. Yeah, it's like they, they, and I, I remember having such like power in that, sure. being like, I now control the situation. Yeah. I now. They're like saying, "Then when's the food? Where we go after <laughs> exactly. this?" Exactly. And I was giving it to them by like fucking cutting it okay. off. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, and so I remember that feeling very intrinsically. Uh, I think it still equates to today. Well, I think that's why I, I connect w- with you on so because I was trying to figure it out. Like my dad's a doctor too, but that didn't hold once he told me that he started in show business. Yeah. So I'm not standard, but I mean, my dad's self-involved. Mm-hmm. Mine is as well, right? You know, like they're you know whatever it is, narcissism. I don't know if it, I think mine might be pathological, but I don't know about yours. But self-centered, it's, it's there. Yeah, it's right. There for right. sure. But um, but no, it's the thing about like. You know, you you can do you can sort of focus enough to do something really well once. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's why I started doing improv. Because uh, I was like, I saw. I saw like I, you can might get through like you might do one amazing game of pool, but if you got to do two, it's not going to help to find out. So yeah. you'd walk away. So you put the thing down confidently and be like, <laughs> for one good game, think I'm done, and here. that's the end of it. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of my whole mo. <laughs> <laughs> for friends too, you got about one year with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll be the best friends. What were you saying about improv? Well, so I, improv was very, very much like that. I remember seeing the UCB yeah. at like 19 yeah, and being like, oof, yeah, that looks fun. Yeah. It doesn't look like anyone's working too hard. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. I can do that. So when you, you did you finish college? You went to college I in Tucson? I didn't finish Tucson school. I dropped Arizona out. State? I dropped at U of A. I dropped out of U of A. My dad, no, my brother went to U of A. That's, that's why Jews are. It's a lot of Jews. A lot yeah. of yeah, a lot of everything there. Yeah. It was big a, school. Big school, big party school. I like Tucson. Tucson is fun. I, I, I you know, spent all my Israeli bond money on drugs and stuff. Like Did you really have that much? Did, when you, about did, 2K. You have, really? Yeah. You were able to cash out with that much? Well, my parents made sure that I didn't have any cash after my bar mitzvah. They put it in Israeli bonds and then I like waited till I was I got some bonds that I've given me on my bar mitzvah. I don't think they're and they are, they've long since matured, but I don't think they, I think they kind of stopped. I put everything out at $2,000 and for one 
not even years. What'd that get you? That was just weed, I guess? No, I was able to get like Molly and, and cocaine and stuff like that. Over the course of the... Yeah, yeah. Spread it out? I spread it out. And then I tried to sell weed one time and, and I bought a... Uh, I think I... I don't remember. I was a blow that. guy later in college. You just burned through bread. No, I didn't... I didn't get... I never really got into it, but I didn't like that really until I was older. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when, when you have to kind of act like you like people. Yeah, and then it's like the, that's the easiest way to do it. <laughs> to be I'm excited up. to be here. Man. Like, yeah, in, in, shit's in, going to happen. If people could read behind my eyes yeah. in that, it's like I want to be gone. <laughs> yeah. You really? I want out. I want yeah. out of this. I do not want to be here. <laughs> I actually genuinely got excited when I was on blow. I, you know, I was like, you know, and, and then you realize like, I, like how does that look? You, yeah. you know when you're just sort of like, "Hey, man!" I have the actual like opposite effect, oddly, because you shut I think down? I, I yeah you get a riddle in effect. Yeah, I get really quiet and like shut down and like, but calm. Oh, uh, just drinking. Yeah, it's been 20 years for me, man. Yeah, I mean, but th- it's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is good. So you spent all your Israel bonds, and then I was just doing nothing. I just hated it. Like your, two years, two years. Mm. It was hot and like uh, dry hot though. Yeah, but still, not lemon, dude. I know. There's no dude. I I, I liked it, yeah. it, but it was not for me. And I also I remember seeing, like, you have these moments in in your life where you see what what the like salmon in the stream are doing. And I yeah. was very much like, I don't think I want to do that. Like, yeah, get yeah, a communications yeah. degree. And yeah, like, what does that mean? It's gonna end. Ba- I'm gonna end up working like an equinox. Like I yeah. I could see that the equinox. You yeah. know, shaman high. Uh, I always a- say it equinox, and it feels like it's a gym for horses. <laughs> but, but, but like, why would it be equinox? Equinox. It's like it's like you're a gym guy. I'm not, but I could see like I oh, could oh. see my life like. Hmm. That would it was equinox <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, like, like working in a where gym. Where else are you gonna work? There's only two jobs you can have now. What? Like working at a gym or driving Uber. Yeah. Yeah, you can drive an Uber. Yeah. Well, that didn't exist then. No. So, so just Equinox. Equinox my only option. <laughs> uh and I uh <laughs> and I and I um made a tape, an audition tape for the actor studio. Yeah. And got in. In New York. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So real acting. Real acting. And what you? What were your audition pieces? What did you have to do? A classical and a model? I made a film. They were expanding their film. I got through the back door again. They were expanding their film program. And you worked. You figured out an angle. He, pretty much. They were. They were expanding their film program and opening it up to filmmakers. Yeah. So I made a, a short sketch, um, and I borrowed some cash and I shot it on sixteen millimeter because I had a. a connection at the New York Film Academy who, was, yeah. who would let me edit on the those old Steinbecks yeah. and I made this like cool sketch about me racing l- my, like w- the stairs versus the elevators it's like very artsy yeah, right. fun thing but I acted in it and everything yeah. and I gave it to them and they were like yeah you got in this is this is great so to your two year program uh, it was a four year program but I had to make it up over the summers the two years that I missed really yeah so it's a full bachelor's, four years yeah I got a bachelor's from the actor studio mm-hmm. wow yeah. Now that's a that's a good history. Uh it means nothing. I know. It, I I I would have I didn't even care about the I was going to UCB the day I landed like back in New York. Back in New York and so what, what drew you there? Well, I mean how did you, rem- you do that? What led me to that was the show. Uh, oh, on t- on was Comedy on Central? TV right as I was leaving right. Tucson and the show very clearly said like, you know, we have a theater. <laughs> Yeah, in yeah. New York City. Well, they were starting a whole industry. Yeah, and so I was, and like, they changed the entire industry of comedy for sure. Yeah, and I was lucky enough to be like 
considered an early wave and so i was i got like hands-on experience with so you get into actor studio and then you go over there you you see the improv like you said and you're like i can do this and i like it better and i it's more what i want to do yeah i lived there and i was an intern and i was a bartender and i was a taught classes eventually and i you know did everything who were you who were your your teachers initially um what matt walsh uh manzukis um uh owen burke uh um peter gwynn uh taught me for a little bit um funny guys yeah really funny seth morris oh, I is, love seth. he's the best uh, my uh the, the guy who was the most the the guy who was the most like bring me in who like yeah. saw me at 19 and, and was in his class and he was like no you're actually funny was paul Shear. And so I feel like you that. You didn't know you were funny quite yet? I knew I was. He didn't know. Oh. No, I knew. Yeah. But, you know, you're in those classes, and those classes, you're trying so hard. Like, I was sweating blood in those classes, yeah. like just wanting to be good and yeah. wanting, you know what I mean? And yeah. It was in like these dingy spaces, and like Besser yeah. was sleeping in the back, <laughs> in the yeah, back Besser, of one yeah, of yeah, them. Yeah. And like. Uh, and Walsh lived on top of one. For yeah, a while. with yeah. a dog, with yeah. that dog. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then just like it clicked a couple years in so seth morris was uh, important he was important to me yeah very I, I love him and i you know i think he's one of the unsung heroes of of the improv game and just in, in funny people in general i just think yeah he's a genius and and uh i love everything he does i think bob bob, bob Duca. is the funniest character and i remember his like he did a one-man show i'm i'm so from northern california i think it was called it was like it's just great. Like he's I used great. To, we used to use him on radio bits back when I was doing radio. Oh like, my god! I don't remember who turned us on to him. I, one of the guys who was uh, the he was running UCB out here, and he introduced us. And he did uh, several characters, phoner bits oh that were god. just so funny. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I like and I was he's on my show. He was on Marin. He played yeah, the yoga instructor. He's well, that's like right up his <laughs> right <laughs> up cool. his alley. But uh, yeah, I mean, I did the like really lived there for, and I'm I I'm proud of that the yeah. work I did there. I mean, I did the lights for the swarm, uh-huh. which was like the big, you know, that was Andy Daly. That was like you know, I did the lights for them for two years. What is like, that? That what's that? That's his show. That was, was his this, improv what was show. The structure. Why is it the swarm? How that was just work? the name of the group. It was oh, like oh. him. But and, it's all Harold kind of stuff. No, or, that or was just like them improvising for like an hour. Oh, and it was. And like watching Andy Daly every Friday night was yeah. like this changed my life. Yeah, you know, legit. Well, and yeah, like, I mean, as a doorman at the comedy store, that's how you fucking dig in. Yeah, you and know? I need you need that yeah, I, it's for a, sure. to, to me to me to learn. Yeah, and and then and I, like I would say like th- three to five years in, it like clicked, and I was like, oh, I'm I'm good. Oh, I see. So it clicked in that way that yeah, you know, you you'd done your time kind of, and I just it's just you started. To, I, I don't know if stand up is like this, but. uh you're just kind of like seeing the the thing a little where you're like, right, oh, right, okay. Right, right, This right. goes there and that goes there and it, this is how it, we do it. It's this. ingrained. Yeah. You, you know, and, and you have a, you can actually, you have those moments where you're like, I know what's going to happen in one second. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, and it does. And then you're like, yeah, wow, See, that, that is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you have terrible ones too. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I remember that feeling so vividly of yeah, yeah, being yeah, like, yeah. well, now I have this power. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's now great. I can do this. Yeah. And then, uh, so, but the actor studio, you're not, is that doing anything? It didn't really do anything. I mean, I met. But you stayed there for four years? I had to. My parents were like the only way that, they they didn't have much money. And because they were paying off all this 
student debt for my dad. So we live very modestly. Yeah. So we lived. What kind of doctor? An osteopathic internist. Mm. So we lived very modestly. um, And they were like, we we, we understand that you're studying at some theater underground. Yeah. But (laughs) if you want to not get a a real day job for Uh the next, until you're 21. Yeah. And act like this is still university, then you're going to go and you're going to go over the summer and you're going to finish and you're going to get. You know, whatever it is, whatever it is, and I did. I got it, and I walked, and they were so proud. And it means nothing. But wait, no. But I mean, really, I mean, what means nothing is one thing. But were you doing serious scene work? Yeah, and oh, it, but, but not that. well, not well, and uh, like that. To me, acting classes, and I've taken all of them, are really a way to shake it. it like the whole goal of all of these things. Yeah is to get comfortable with being embarrassed. Yeah. That's like that's, what... That's my whole life. That's like what... That's why, that's why I got into comedy. It's 100% of what the acting... When you when they put a mask on you, yeah. and it's a lion, and and there's yeah. 45 students yeah. staring at you, and you're in a onesie yeah. with a lion mask on, yeah. on 18th Street on a Tuesday at 11, and it's freezing fucking cold. Yeah. And they're like, go, lion. Yeah, <laughs> there is no good or bad. You're not going to be good or bad. You're, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's a baptism in it's fire. A, yes, it's just to be embarrassed. It's just to like literally get comfortable with being embarrassed. And I think the one thing I took from all those acting classes yeah. was just like, as soon as I got a real job, they were like, gain thirty pounds and get in this woman's bathing suit. And you're like, okay, one thing twice. You yeah. did that? Yeah, F- for like three years. Yeah, on national television. <laughs> Which show is that? Happy endings. Oh. You had to gain 30 pounds to do that? Well, I was like already heavy, and then they were like, why don't you keep going? Really? Yeah, I was a heavier guy but when I started. Why the woman's bathing suit? Uh, the, just the character was Sorry, like, I I no, the char- it's okay. The character was just kind of crazy and uh, um, would always be in drag a lot. So that's interesting. So, because I, I like still, I, I think for me, the 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 comedy thing was all about transcending embarrassment but also about having control in those moments mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's the ultimate i mean i still look at it like, like i don't know if i could put on 30 pounds and wear a woman's bathing suit so maybe the lion mask was important it was that's like I, I i it's you're right it's not worth it's not that it's not worth anything yeah. i just think and I, it is worth something and all those and scene work is important and learning how to do it is important and all that stuff but but i look at the the stage time i got at the, at nights yeah at those places like that tuesday night i would go to ucb and wait around until like midnight yeah and get on stage and like that was way more you yeah, know like yeah. i pull on those moments way more day to day in my job than i do that line but yeah i get it but i get i i think that there's something about those moments and i was thinking about this about other shit you know like about you know the, these things that you do once to that seem you know, daunting or terrifying. But once you do them, it changes your neural pathway thing. Yeah, you, that's you, a beautiful way to say do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. I got to put a cat down. And I never did that, but I've had cats die. And I grew up with a lot of animals. My mom would take them in. And put, and I, but I knew that I had to go and be there with this cat to do that, you know? And I'd never done it before. And I'm fucking 56. And I did it. And it was emotional and beautiful and, and terrible. But, but, but I, you know, now I'm like, okay, you know, I, I, that, that is something I can handle. Well, yeah, I mean, death especially. Like uh, the my mother dying 
was is a formative moment in my life. How old were you? Sure. I was thirty, and she was fifty two, mm. and it was uh, twenty days before my son, my first child. Oh was my born. god! What happened? Just didn't wake up. Really? Mm-hmm. This is like a brain aneurysm. Really? Mm-hmm. I guess out of ways to go. Yeah, probably very pleasant. And and how did how was it? Obviously, it was terrible. But I mean, what do you well, take from it? It's hard to take much from it when it's when it's like a healthy person. Yeah. You know, it's like hard to. I think the thing that I took from it and I'm still like working through is that lack of control. Like. It's it to me. It's all connected to what I do every day. Yeah. It's like I found at a young age I could control a room, and that became what mm. what I got off on was like the power of 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 performing and like you know kind of manipulating people with my you know uh-huh. whatever skill. And and when someone dies, it's fine. It's so final, and there's no especially out of the blue like that. There's no control over it that you you have to like relearn almost what you wanted out of comedy what you wanted out of being funny in the first place right and also just the fact that it's so fragile yeah that life yeah. is so fucking fragile and it's like everybody's just one step away from possibly something horrible happening of course yeah i mean like you can't let your brain do that you know too much but i imagine the grief of that so it just it, you know it kind of hung over your experience with the birth of your first kid yes yes it's, i think it's still it's hung over a lot of my life still because uh not fair it's not that it's not i'm i'm comfortable with all those emotions it's more just like you know when you lose someone you that it's it's always there you know like you know the void the void like even today like i'm at the stupid tcas today and i'm talking about my new show which is about my parents moving in with me yeah and like this one reporter was like are your parents funny and i was like my my dad is kind of funny yeah and i did a little thing and i was like trying to make it clear like that's the end of the parent yeah, thing. Right, right. And she was like, and your mom? Yeah. And like, even that small moment now, seven years later, you're like, oh. She's dead. She, yeah, she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't get to say goodbye. <laughs> Any other questions, you assholes? And I worry if I'm going to die at the same age every night. That would have been great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, but yeah. the fact that you even, like, that pa- the pang of sure, that sure. Yeah. is, like, uh, always there. Every day, every second, mm. you know, you're like, you have to deal with that. Yeah. So it, it puts life in perspective in a different way. Like, you're talking about neurologically, it's like, now I've done that. Right. Yeah. It's it, it, it's it's a powerful thing, you know, and it, it, there is, like... There's certain things I I regret that I didn't do to, that in my life that that could have programmed me a little differently because it it is that obviously that was you you know uh, a terrible um, you didn't expect it yeah but but you deal with it but like there are things that I could have done on purpose that would have you know <laughs> you know done me a lot of good yes <laughs> that of I course did not do yeah of course and that's probably out of just fear and. You yeah, know. fear, insecurity, like, why do it? I'm full of dread all the fucking time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like what I go through just to even talk to you. It's like, this is unnecessary. How difficult is this going to be? Do you know how nervous I was? I th- uh, was up all night. Um, no, you were not. Yes, I was, and I listened to the Brad Pitt. Um, <laughs> that was the easy Leonardo one. Leonardo DiCaprio right. one. And uh, what put me at ease is like halfway through when the buzzing starts yeah, and, yeah, you fr- yeah. and you start freaking yeah, out. Right. And you can tell... 
Like as a performer, you yeah. can tell that it's not fun and games anymore. Like right. at one point, like you're obviously playing it up because Brad's laughing. Yeah, right, right. And then there's like a, it's like a small muttering where you're like, where the fuck does this go? And it's like <laughs> <laughs> this frustration of like embarrassment. You're like in front of Leonardo DiCaprio right, right, right. and Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of put me at ease. I, I was like, okay. I, I like right. that you picked up that I played it up a little bit, but there was still well, the yeah. undercurrent. Of course, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. You, you're, you're, you have to because yeah. he's a fan. He's admitted that he's a fan. Yeah, so you're yeah. Like, put on a little know. show, right? Yeah. It, yeah, was, it then, was really happening, but I, I but then there, you it. can tell. Oh, yeah, underneath there it. Is like, the dancing. moment you're like, I got it. What if it doesn't work? Yeah, it's getting away from me. It's great. It's great. Well, good. So that yeah. puts you at ease. It put me at ease. But I was very, yeah, I mean, Obama. You talk to Obama. I know, but like, you know, I've talked to a million of your friends, too. I've talked to like yeah, all and, your friends. And sometimes it's nerve. It can be, you know. No, I, I get know. it. I don't know what people go through, but I don't like, because so much of it hinges on it. Like, look, it's like, like, it, it just really depends. Like, I have these pieces of paper here, and if there's a guest coming in, like I'll do a thing, mm-hmm. and you, I did nothing, and while we were talking, I, I put diner down. <laughs> so I, I obviously felt like I think I can talk to this guy. It's not gonna be. <laughs> oh, that's nice. It's not gonna be a problem. Uh, you know, you're not the first person to have that happen while they're talking. What? Put diner <laughs> down write, or have nothing? Write down subconsciously diner. It's <laughs> like memento everywhere I go. <laughs> So, okay, so you, that was your first big role. And then, like, I know you've done a lot of movies. I think the first time I really noticed or saw you was in Joshi. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, because, uh, you know, I'm sure I've, if I looked at these some of these other movies that I saw, I, like Taking Woodstock, I, I, I can't remember that movie. I have the distinction of being in a lot of great directors' worst films. Oh, Ang Lee's worst movie, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I'd have to go back and look at you. But, Joshy, I thought you were funny and kind of dark and a little menacing. Oh, thanks. And that's, yeah, that's a dark role. It is, man. You know, it's a kind of a dark movie. And I know that you worked on the Mindy Project for a long time. Yes. And that was a big that was a big thing, right? Yeah, that was a good, really good job. I got to learn a lot uh, from her. Yeah? Yeah, a lot. I mean, she's powerhouse. She's like... You like, know, what'd you learn? How to tell people what you want and mm. not apologize for it like yeah. how to creatively be like no you're wrong right a lot of my early career it's similar to the jew thing it's like yeah, you pushed over your pushover i wasn't a pushover but it was just like okay that's how this goes like and then i learned from her that like if you're here there's a reason you're here so let's hash it out like right you know she's very direct and good like that and, and it's right and it's like you know you should have that uh, at least that fundamental confidence that they want you yeah for whatever fucking reason never ever doesn't think that they want her and it's awesome and like i learned that it was it's it's really a lesson i, th- I think i even in the way that i produce now it's like yeah a lot of it is just from watching the way well i mean what well what is um what's your primary struggle in terms of you know your sense of self with this stuff is it insecurity are you down on yourself or well i mean you say you're not happy i know you're, you're relatively happy but no i'm happy uh i what is the ang- what's the anxiety generator the ang- I, oh god i it's 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 changed throughout my life but i would say throughout the last decade yeah it's death mm. and um uh people in my family tend some of them die young yeah and, not your grandparents, not your grandmother. Not two of them, but my grand my my mother's father died at forty two. Heart thing? Heart attack. Yeah. So it's like either my grand my grandfather on the other side died at fifty four of a heart attack. So like mm. you know, it's either or. It could be either or. Sometimes I, the good genes win, dude. I know, that would be great. <laughs> but I um yeah, I I think I want I have a 
a real hunger and not ambition, a hunger to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. I, I like to do things. Yeah. And, and like, um, that's a good thing. And I get an- anxious about the void of not. Like, what happens if, if I you don't, don't work? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it may, it's like a black hole to me. Yeah. You know that feeling? <laughs> yeah. I, no, I do know that feeling. But, like, like, now I'm I'm dealing with another feeling. It's like, when I go, like, what happens if I don't? That'd be amazing. <laughs> God, I mean, it's true. I mean, I feel such relief when someone says, you know what? They're moving it. <laughs> no matter what it is. Oh, it could be like, a, I can need the money so bad. And they could be, you know, we're pushing it till June. I go, oh, thank God. <laughs> Are they sure June? Do they want to go to December? We could do a whole year. <laughs> I could wait, man. I could wait. Uh, I could work on it. Yeah. But 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 at the same time, if I don't have that lined up, I feel. Uh, no, I know. You know, it's nice to have work. It's nice to be wanted. I don't know. My my dad just. I guess my dad and like that is probably too like failure. Like mm. not probably living a lot for him in that mm. way. Uh, How's he doing? He's doing okay. He's doing okay. It's hard, you know. Um, Since your mom. Yeah. Mm. Um, especially like big things have happened. Like my mom passed away and then I had kids and my sisters had kids and my career kind of took off. It's like, it's, it's, uh, a lot of big things have happened that I think he's like wishes my mom was here for. Oh, right. You know, so there's a lot of that, like. But he appreciates it. Oh yeah. I think so. He's definitely living vicariously. Is he out here? Uh, half the time. Oh, Oh, when he comes out, his new girlfriend uh, oh, I meant in New York. Is he in New York? He's in New York half the time. But his right. girlfriend is out here. Yeah. Oh. How do you meet her? Uh, she's the f- uh, mother of a filmmaker. Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she met like through me. Oh yeah. Oh, oh really? Yeah. So you kind of set your dad up, kind of. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. And he's happy. Nice. He's happy. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's good. I mean, I, I, I pray for ease for him. Yeah. 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 He's, it was like he was such a baby boomer. Were you? Was there a point there where you were not? Uh, where you had a problem with him? Or yeah. yeah. Well, I think all all yeah. You know, uh, the the father son dynamic is yeah challenging. Then when you lose a parent, I think it gets accelerated. The the uh, kind of must void of like who's going to decide now what we. Do. Well, yeah. Well, there's there's got to be some empathy switch has to be thrown. I mean, just as they get older, even you yeah. know, you're sort of like, how long are you going to be mad at the guy that's having a hard time walking? Yeah, that that <laughs> that has certainly you know. Yeah. Uh, and he's and he's so helpful with the kids and like um, uh, I you know it's hard to be mad with him. Yeah, it's hard to be mad. With well, him. good. Well, that's nice. But I uh, yeah. So this new show, I'm probably going to talk to Dan. Who oh, I've cool. known a long time. I guess he's really found, uh, you know, he's he's creating a TV show, and it's on NBC. It's a big deal. Well, I mean, I think the thing, the cool thing about what Dan is doing is, uh, he's kind of not trying to do anything. He's not. He doesn't push very hard. Yeah. He's just kind of like okay with being this clean. He's like a clean comic. Yeah. Who kind of is not. On purpose, clean. It's just this is his life is kind of, you know, married, mad, married with kids, and like, 
it was there's a comfort in that. Yeah, I just remember when he was sort of like you know he'd wear you know nice tinted sunglasses and uh, or, or glasses, and he had kind of a Beatles haircut. He was kind of a yeah, that hair was a mess. That hair was a mess. <laughs> I tell him often. The is coo- it still that way? No, thank yeah. God. Yeah. I tell him often the coolest thing about him is yeah. his son's haircut. Oh yeah, because he is just like the son's hair. He got a good haircut. Well, I mean, he's a kid, so all whatever yeah, he does yeah. is gonna be better than what Dan had. So he created this show. Yes. And it's got NBC commitment to you've done you, a season is happening. We did a season. So t- and it's thirteen. Thirteen starts in February. And it's you and Fran Drescher plays Fran. your mother. Yes. And who plays your father? Stephen Weber. Wow. Yeah. Huh. And Abby Elliott plays my wife. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I and like her. Jesse Hodges plays my sister. She's great too. And then like you know we got Richard Kind coming around. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, awesome. It's it's the best. I really. And what's the what's the what's the pitch? It's so simple. It's it's uh, I'm living a very happy life in Connecticut and doing what? What's your job? Contractor. Uh-huh. I'm making a good living. Uh-huh. Beautiful kids, beautiful wife, and my parents go broke and have been broke for a long time and lying to us, and they lose the house and they move in with us. Now, are they like histrionic people? Are they dramatic? Like, is it over the top? Kind of like, what did your dad do? He uh, how did he go broke? Well, he just didn't plan. Oh, like oh. they had no retirement. So it's not plan. like he's not like I blew it all on it. He's, they're no, not. They're it's not. very real. It's just like oh. he had no retirement plan, and, oh. and then my mom busted her hip at SoulCycle, and oh, wow. they had no insurance. Oh, it's a, so it's a, so it's a, well, it's not too broad. No, I mean they're broad. It's Fran Drescher. I mean they're broad parts. Yeah, but yeah. like it's it's very, you know, it, it it even looks vintage in that way where it's like. Uh-huh. Couches there. Like, well, it seems like a classic NBC show. It is. Yeah. In the in the most comforting way. Yeah. You know, I, and I that's kind of what I wanted to do. Uh huh. I wanted to tone it down a little. From the uh... I had done a couple things in a row that were a little insane, like big shot, big swings that didn't quite work out. Which ones were those? Um, I did a time traveling show with Lord and Miller on Fox. Yeah. A couple years ago that just didn't work out. Yeah. Um. And then I did a show last year on YouTube that I'm, I really loved about um, uh, a hip hop entourage where yeah. the, where the main rapper dies and yeah. the entourage just like fend for themselves. Uh-huh. And that was like a big crazy swing, and that didn't work out. And so I had like kind of you know um, I kind of like went for it, and yeah. now it was time to. So this like you, you see this as something that if it works could be kind of a stable. It would be nice for a couple of years. Yeah. I haven't had that in a long time. Yeah, not since Mindy? Yeah. Yeah, probably. And I would like, I, I'm, you know, I don't, I'm kind of not, ambition is is waving <laughs> constantly with me. You but know? like, what's, what's your, in terms of your creative drive, I mean, you, I mean, this is like the, the one plight of the actor that I, like, I never set out to do that because it was, I couldn't handle it. But like but now, you're. Well, I do all right. So much. Yeah. Man. It's no. It's nice. I mean, I always wanted to, but I, I was not going to live that life. You know, comedy was yeah. my life, which was not an easier life, but it was a life I had control over. Yeah. You don't. No one's going to tell you at the yeah. club you didn't get it. Yeah. Or no. And also, right. No one's going to tell me what the fuck to do either. Right. Yeah. So you know, but like you know, waiting for somebody to come up with something that you fit for. Or yeah. That, I never did that. I, I, I created most of it besides happy endings and Mindy like I've I've created most of the stuff that I've done yeah. even Joshy I was a, a, did that story oh yeah and I 
I never the UCB like that. Just you always wrote for yourself, right? Right? You know? Right? It was like, oh, that's good. So, so maybe that you, that part of your brain need a break, right? I think so. That's what it was like. I I had just kind of yeah. I'd put everything I had in these last two big swings, yeah. and it was like I got to recharge a little. And by doing, and I also wanted to play a, a dad like my kids watch multicams. Sure, do they? Yeah, they love them. They from love, the old days. Yeah, but like good ones. Yeah. Like, my kids love Friends. They love Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh yeah, is like really good. Like if you haven't watched that show, it's interesting that the simplicity of those when you uncomplicate them, that kids couldn't watch them. Of course, like yeah, it's yeah. so simple. Yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel Air is about a fish out of water. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, and my kids just sit there and they laugh and it's. I wanted that a little because yeah. uh, I had been for a long time like well, not showing to... them my work. Oh really? Too heavy? Too weird? I can't. Mm, yeah. Josh is a suicide comedy. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and. uh yeah, but also like um, the the uh, what the hell is it? They're doing a lot of them now. The three camera thing is yeah, sort of like never like really it. went away. I like it. I mean, got a live audience. You putting on a show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes me miss Brody. Oh uh, yeah, doing the warm up. We were just saying that we were saying that the other day. Like warming up is such an art. It's such a who's warming up over there? We've been through no not a lot of comedians. Like we had a hypnotist. We we really ran through it. Really? Yeah. It's hard. A lot of shows. Yeah, Brody was good at it. He was Where are you from? The best at it. Mm-hmm. He was the best at it. Yeah, like created a party. Yeah, even and there's long hours and yeah. long days, but it was like, you know, he's checking in with you. How you doing, yeah, Nikki? Yeah. You good? Like yeah, it was yeah. like just felt. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like a coach. We were reminiscing that. Like yeah. God, we've a year earlier, two years earlier. Sad, yeah. sad fucking thing, man. Yeah. But um, on that note. <laughs> this has been great. I think uh, I've definitely cheered everybody up. No, but like the, but the, are people excited about the show? You yeah. That? Yes. Yeah. I like, I, again, like I've, I, I just, there's not a lot of places where you get to go to work and be funny. So it's yeah. really nice. Well, good, man. I, I wish you the best of luck. It was a pleasure talking to you. Oh, you too. Uh, this is a real thrill. I'm a huge fan and thank you. Adam Powie, ladies and gentlemen. He's in the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and he's on Indebted, the Dan Levy show. Not Daniel Levy, okay? Dan Levy, who is here. Also, I wanted to give you a heads up. Next week, there's going to be special new merchandise uh, to mark the first decade of WTF. Yeah, so look forward to that. And maybe I'll play the harmonica again. How would that be for everybody? Okay. And then back to the guitar. All right. Great. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Nice to see you. Good. Terrific.